American Timelines is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more information, go to queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to another episode of American, American Timelines. Timelines. I'm Amy. And I'm a bag of garbage. Okay, that's Joe. <laughs> no, that's not. The, I don't, don't want to. <laughs> no, you're fine. We're moving on. <laughs> yeah, so let's jump right into where right. we left the 1971, I well, believe. Well, first, this is the podcast that brings you all of your interesting, nostalgic, <laughs> and crazy yeah. Events from pop culture history, year by year. American Timelines, presented by History for Jerks. That's right. So, we are in the second half of 1971. Oh, yeah. And that, this is 1971 Part 2. Part so, if you did not listen to the first half, you might want to go give that a jingle. Yeah, and we'd like to apologize for what that last episode ended up being, because we both weren't feeling good. Um, we kind of got sleepy, so yeah. I just, I just apologize. There's a lot of jokes I missed. I listened back. It's like, oh, Whispering Smith. Ah, why didn't I say yeah. something about that? That's right. A funny thing. That would be funny. Just a guy named Whispering Smith just whispered everything he said. But I missed that joke in last yeah. episode. I could have said that, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm offended and I'm upset with myself. So so we're moving on. Now we are yeah, going to do... Not every episode is a winner. Part you know? two, 1971. So what's the first thing... How many episodes of Night Court were a winner? Some of them. Like That's the ones where Moving they, on. You know, trucking on down the road from that. they have to do a that. million cases in one night. Right. Those are great. So, All right. Not, so... Okay, yeah. <laughs> 1971. Yeah, jumping around. The right summer in. of 1971. And we talked about Jim Morrison uh, dying. Yes. And Coco with the Gorilla, Christy Yamaguchi. No, okay. We talked about her right there. No, okay. we're not... And then Corey Feldman. Okay. I I don't know if I said this, but on Friday, July 23rd, 1971. Yes. The Weeble toys were released. Weebles wobble, but they don't Don't fall fall down. down. I had the Weeble Wobble Treehouse. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. I I swallowed a Weeble. I always call them Weeble Wobbles. Oh, we just call them Weebles. I didn't know they were. I thought they were Weeble Wobbles. When I was little. Yeah. Uh, well, no, this has Weeble, weeble Toys. No, I know. It's not Weeble Wobble, but wobble. I'm just you saying thought I weeble thought wobble. it was Weeble Wobble. And oh, so geez. that's what we called it when we would play with it, the Weeble Wobble Treehouse. Wow. I can't believe you thought that. I know. Just because of that, commer- that damn commercial. It's yeah, misleading. I, I just, I don't know if I can continue being married to someone who thought that weebles, They were Weeble Wobbles? Weeble Wobbles. I remember that treehouse, too. I remember, like, I can picture it in my mind. Okay, I'll keep it. And there it. was a boy weeble and a girl weeble, and they had a little car that came with the treehouse. Yeah. They had different Sesame Street ones and Mickey Mouse ones. And yeah, they ended up yeah. doing that later. Even though they were, like, nothing was 3D. It's all crammed into that mm-hmm. egg. Yeah, weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Oh, I think we might have mentioned that because I said Tom Green's birthday. <laughs> and then he got mad. Uh, anyway, July 31st. Mm-hmm. 1971 was a Saturday, and James Taylor, You've Got a Friend. Winter, spring, summer, Went to fall. the top of the Billboard charts. Yeah. That's okay. All that sounds kind of... to is call. So this, to me, You've Got a Friend, it's in every single cartoon movie ever right. in the world right yeah. now. Um, yeah, it doesn't... 
but that song but it's it's huge and i've always thought of it as james taylor right but uh, it wasn't originally he him. didn't write it oh remember i remember last episode i said i didn't realize how many songs Burke Bacharach? she wrote she oh. wrote all these songs i can't remember what and then it was. she had an affair with james taylor and then i said uh, oh so you no! Know, george harrison she wrote one of wife? his biggest hits oh no carly simon Car- uh, no um oh carol king carol king yeah yeah that's right carol king wrote it okay. so how about that yeah. and she actually recorded it too that same year i think i think i remember her version oh you do Mm-hmm. i don't think i was not aware that that was a thing yeah um so i listened to it it was good yeah Okay, um, what else? got a friend, and then Sunday, August 1st, 1971, there is a small sculpture on the moon named Fallen Astronaut. Oh, did we talk about this? What? A small sculpture on the moon? There's a small sculpture on the moon named Fallen Astronaut, made by Belgian artist Paul van Hoedick. Yep, you got it. <laughs> and placed by the 100%. crew of Apollo 15. That's the name, Hoedick? Yep. Mr. Hoey Dick. Yep, it's an 8.5 centimeter aluminum sculpture created by Phil Honey Dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best part of that whole story is that guy's name. Yeah. And that was the same day that the Sonny and Cher Hour was on. Okay. Um, All right. Monday, August 2nd, 1971. (laughs) Yes. The movie Billy Jack was released. Okay, so that's when it was finally released. Do I sound too loud to you? No. Okay, maybe it's just my headphones that are... There we go. Maybe that's better. Okay. Billy Jack was released. Yes. That's when it was released. Okay. He was an (laughs) ex-green... He was an ex-green beret hapkido expert. Haikido or something? Yeah. Maybe it's spelled Hapkido. It's spelled with H-A-P-K-I-D-O. I don't know. That's what it says. This is from Wikipedia. Yes. Uh, he saves wild horses from being slaughtered for dog food and helps protect a desert freedom school for runaway. Helps protect a desert freedom school for runaway. For runaways? Probably. Yeah, it's probably a typo there. Well, okay. Wikipedia... Yep. We can't use you anymore. You probably just copy and pasted it wrong. Oh, you, user error, you're yes, saying? Yes, I'm thinking that's more like I think I copied and pasted it perfectly. No, I think... Anyway, let's anyway, move on. Whatever. That's not that... That's kind of boring. What were we talking about? Billy Jean. Billy yeah. Jack. Oh, Billy Jack, that movie. Saturday, August 7th, 1971. Yes. The Bee Gees take over the Billboard charts with How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? Something like that. Yeah. You know that... You know what that's what they're talking about? Why he wrote that? No. What that's Is it a Victoria principle? No. Oh, okay. No, it's the Bee Gees. I know. Oh. But he wrote that because they broke up. The Bee Gees oh, brothers or whatever. Yeah, Andy Gibb and yeah. Barry Gibb, I guess. Andy Gibb and Barry Gibb and, and there's another one, Robin Gibb. Yeah, so they broke up. But they're brothers in a band. You can't break up. Your brothers in so a band. So they sang a song about how can you mend And then they got heart. back together. When they got back together, that was the broken heart. It was the broken heart of their friendship and their brotherhood being that's troubled. Kind of, that's a little bit, <laughs> little bit gay. It's kind of sweet. <laughs> it's a little bit gay, though. Yeah. Well, oh, like, <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was. It's an odd. That's <laughs> a weird thing. It makes me. Because I think it's a girl, like, the song is, like, about a girl. It's a girly thing. I don't, I don't, um, 
don't think the Bee Gees is particularly tough. No, I guess not. Like, I think, like, if they were really mad at me mm-hmm. and coming at me, like, in a dark alley, I don't think I'd be afraid. <laughs> I don't no, think, they're probably not. I mean, even if they had weapons, I'd be like, oh, yeah, these guys, this Bee Gees are not too tough. Which, the weird thing about the Bee Gees is I that take them. Barry Gibb and Andy Gibb oh, were, they're all tall. were actually they're pretty good-looking guys, reach. but then... Robin Gibb, he looks like Gargamel. <laughs> like Poor guy. He, he is, got none of the good oh genes. Oh, my God. He <laughs> looks like dog shit. I actually Where love when that happens. I love it when that you happens. Do? There's like a, like a family Like one relative. person in the family that yeah, just everybody's like, just like, oh, God, what happened to that guy? Room, yeah. Like, whoa, you're the milkman. Yeah. The reason I like this is because it's me. That's, uh, it's I'm, you. I'm the one that everybody's like, gross, what happened? What uh, happened there? <laughs> She did, uh, did Lynn have a fall? Did hey, she no. suffer some spells no, while she was pregnant? let bring my mom's name into this. <laughs> no, come on. Is that why there's <laughs> something wrong with you? Maybe. Yeah, it could be. Who's this weirdo that showed up? Uh, All right, yeah, what's the next? The Bee Gees. Yep. Anyway, I could take the Bee Gees in a fight. All of them. Oh, I had a Bee Gees drum set. When I was a kid. Did you really? Yeah, my my grandma, my grandparents bought it for us. That's pretty sweet. And I think, and my mom actually did the age old thing. She was like, "Yep, thanks for buying my kids a drum set. It's yeah. staying in your house." Oh, so so we couldn't play it unless it was at grandma's oh, house. Oh, that's she didn't smart. Care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bee Gees. The Bee Gees drum set. It was. Uh, that's pretty funny. I don't know why it said the Bee Gees on it, and then. Uh, Saturday, September 4th, 1971, we got a new number one single, Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney. Oh. Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey. No, never heard of it. Uncle Albert is, I think it's the A, the a size Uncle Albert. And the other. Or maybe it's all one song. I don't the know. The other it's side would stupid. be in some guy's name? Uncle Albert and Admiral. Yeah, Uncle, Who? A, Uncle Albert was the A side. And the B side was Admiral Halsey. So the songs were just people's names, just dudes' names. Hey, it's me. All right. ASMR, what? Joe. ASMR. You know what ASMR videos are? Oh, the ones where people like whisper and stuff. Yeah, and they like try to they do a little like noises with their hands and yeah, um, talking and just whispering and brushing the microphone. And it's supposed to be like good for your senses or you get a tingle or something but it's weird i tried to watch like three or four of them to see if it helped me get to sleep yeah but now how youtube algorithms are like yeah, anytime i open porn. youtube oh no anytime i open youtube it's like here are five thousand oh, girls God. going wormhole hey, it's me asmr whatever my name is yeah and then and today i'm gonna do and then sometimes like there's this one girl she uh there's one now she's got like fake a green screen like her parents got her a green screen so she puts different things behind her yeah sometimes she's got a doctor and she's like checking you out i'm gonna check you out what? i'm gonna take your pulse now i'm taking your pulse now i'm, I'm were you masturbating you. while you were watching no this? but i'm like and she's like a teenage girl so i'm like there's gonna be creepos that are oh, looking sure. at like think that's sexual or something of course um but it's not. It's just like making sounds, like stuff like that, yeah. over and over. It's weird. And then I can't get. I don't understand how that would away from them work. You can't get away from them. They they keep showing up all over YouTube. Every time I open YouTube, there's like twenty oh, of them. Because you looked at it for it once. Yeah, you look at one thing and yeah. it like changes your. Yeah. Sure that's all you like. I know. I tried to join Pinterest. Oh boy! Somebody made me 
I have to do it for a work project, and um, I don't I don't get it. I've never got what Pinterest is. It's like a bulletin board. Yeah, and so so we got on this bulletin board. And it's supposed to be brainstorming ideas for a festival, right? And um, I don't know how Pinterest works, so I just like join it. I'm like, I don't see anything. Oh, and I said, type something you're interested in or something, you know. So I. I type chicken wings just to see. Oh, I was no. just trying to play with it and see how it works. Yeah. Like, what if well, I like that's chicken? That's all you're going to see. And it, and it was just a page filled with pictures of chicken, chicken wings. wings. And I was like, okay, that's, what What do I do with this now? Like, I Well, just, each one you click, you can click on it, and it's a link to a web page. Well, so if you're looking so it's for like a Google image recipe, search, I guess. It, so right? if you're, yeah, if you're looking for a recipe for chicken wings, that's what you okay. would type in. So, well, here's my problem with it. So I clicked on one just to see what I can do with it, and yeah. then I could pin it. It allowed me to pin it. It was like the only so it's option. It's like a bookmark it kind of thing. Yeah. And so I pinned it. And the only op- place I had was where they invited me to this room. This so you put chicken wings <laughs> in a work thing? <laughs> in my work thing. I put a, a dry a rub. picture of chicken wings? <laughs> yeah, because that was the only option. Like, I didn't know what I was. What happens when I do that? I don't get it. So, so I pinned it in there. <laughs> what did other people say? They were all like. Uh, they probably weren't surprised. They emailed me. I was like, Joe, did you. <laughs> did you mean to put a chicken wing recipe in this festival interesting that's like it's on the same board as like people in the city like, yeah um oh like <laughs> like city officials and stuff oh, that are helping do this festival <laughs> and I'm like, you put a chicken wing picture on it. i put a chicken wing recipe on there uh and then uh so and that's not the worst part of it so I, I figured that out i was like no i didn't mean to do that i will delete that right now and i, when I deleted it so it was gone. That's fine. But uh, but now, every time I get on there, all it is is wings. Like, everything is just That's because you've never searched anything else. So it it's homepage. Hey, there's more wings. And now they're emailing me like, hey, Joe, Joe you want some, some here's some wing recipes. Uh, I'm getting, like, I'm on lists. Um I've, I've I've joined a club. I'm in a I'm yeah, in a wings club now. No, I'm a, I'm president of a wings club. No, uh, that's not true. Now you're no, just all these things just randomly t- happen just from d- getting on there. From so Pinterest. Like all I do, it's like, but so Pinterest to me is chicken wing hub. Yes, it's a social media platform just chicken for chicken wing wings. Enthusiast. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, you know. think that's all it is because you've never that's all it anything? is. Yeah, I guess. Wow. Why and is then, everybody yeah. like chicken wings so well, yeah, much? I, I like chicken wings popular. as much as the next man, but this uh, is weird. I mean, it's like Twitter for chicken wings. That's what <laughs> I thought it was. It's like just chicken wing Twitter. Like, all right, what's next? I don't know. <laughs> chicken wing Twitter, y'all. That's my porn name, Chicken Wing Twitter. Uh, hey, 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 that's a good right. one. Um, what were we talking about? Paul McCartney's yes. song, Uncle Albert? How yeah. the hell did we get to that? I don't know. Uncle Albert is a terrible song, and Admiral Halsey's the B-side. Okay. Saturday, September 11th, 1971, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Mm-hmm. And Help, it's the Hair Bear Bunch. Hair Bear? The Hair Bear Bunch. Remember the Hair Bears in the, the 70s? No. Both on CBS Saturday Morning. Yeah. And the Jackson 5. Mm-hmm. The Funky Phantom and Lidsville, all on ABC Saturday morning. These are cartoons. Sweet. The Jackson That's Five cartoon. The fun, this is when the Saturday morning cartoons began. We should we should look those up every year. What the Saturday morning cartoons were in nineteen whatever. Well, this is yeah. This is when they started. There yeah. weren't any until wow. Then. Like this is when they were like, hey, dudes, kids, yeah. all Saturday morning, kids have nothing to just, do. They don't go to school. They don't do anything, and nobody wants to get up with them. Just entertain just them. 
and they will drive their parents nuts. Yeah, for, for whatever for shit. wanting to buy all the stuff. Yeah, that's right. Like, let's just put a ton of commercial kids' commercials, and we will... Toys R Us will be a boom. Yep. McDonald's is going to sell that's Happy right. Meals. Exactly we're going to sell happened. everything, man. And then we were like, shit, yeah, these cartoons are yeah. great. And we all still are like, yes, these cartoons are the greatest thing in the world, man. Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. And, our and they kids, were. Yeah, and our I mean, kids there were so never experienced that because cartoons are at their beck and call. At yep, a, at any time, time they want it. But Which like, makes me sad because I, that's weird. one of my favorite memories a of a childhood. Oh, I remember getting butterflies when I saw them. I so excited about the new fall lineup. They'd have a show cartoons. at night just dedicated to announcing the, the new well, Saturday morning know, cartoons. My best friend Joy lived across the street. Yeah. And her and I would, she would come over in her pajamas uh-huh. and knock on the window. And then she'd come in and then sometimes I'd go to her house in my pajamas at Saturday morning and we'd watch Saturday morning yeah, cartoons together. Yeah, that was the thing to it do. It was such a Oh, it was thing. such an exciting thing. Yep. Saturday morning cartoons, y'all. Uh, that same Saturday, 11th, 1971. Yes. Donny Osmond takes mm-hmm. over the Billboard number one spot. Donny Osmond. Go away, little girl. I don't know. Go away, little girl. I remember. It was pretty creepy. Like it. The words you mean? Yeah, they're singing about somebody, uh, like a teenager having a crush on a grown man. The grown man's like, "Go away, little girl." Oh. Because I want to bang you. Like, get away. Oh, you're tempting me. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. Yeah. Leave me alone. But that's what. That's how I took it. Kind of gross. Well, Donny Osmond wasn't older, though, at the time. He was pretty young. Oh, that's right. So that can't be what it's about. Donny Osmond sounds like Michael Jackson. He does? Yeah, back then. Back then he did. He was just like a little tiny kid singing. Mm Mm-hmm. I had a Donny Osmond Ken doll. Did you? He was everybody's boyfriend. Because I only had one Ken and I had 35 Barbies. Yeah, Osmonds. Everybody had him, and he he was a different guy for every Barbie doll. They were big in the seventies. I remember the Osmonds. Yep. Wednesday, September fifteenth, nineteen seventy-one. Columbo premiered. Columbo. Did we watch that trailer? I think we did. No, the TV show. Oh, the it TV, was TV show. show. Remember Columbo? Um, no. The cop. I mean, I've heard of it. Short, messy. Hair I've guy heard of it, but coat. I never saw it. Um, it wasn't on when I was, by the time uh, I came out. Well, on. there was a couple of pilots in 1968 and early 1971, but the first regular episode was Wednesday, September 15th, okay. starring Peter Falk. Okay. Uh, he's a homicide detective with the, LA de- P- uh, the LAPD. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Columbo. I just I had to start liking Columbo just because the Beastie Boys have a rap lyric about you're ridiculous and you're watching Columbo so I had to like oh what's Columbo what, oh, what is that and so I had to just you're so learn ridiculous. what it was I didn't end up liking but I wanted to learn what it was because I thought because oh, of that Beastie Boys give him a shout out it must be great oh man I don't know stupid and then um Alfonso Ribeiro was born Tuesday, Stop. September 21st, 1971. We're, listen, we're not doing that again this episode. Except for Alfonso Ribeiro. No. Uh, that's the only one then. There's a lot of people that didn't know who he was, that thought he was just, like Fresh Prince was his first thing. Oh, I know. And I've been telling people, like, millennials, you can blow their mind by telling, showing them Alfonso Ribeiro. On Ribeiro. Silver Spoons. Yeah. And when he did the Michael Jackson commercial. Yes. Uh, yep. Pepsi thing. He, he looked just like when he could dance. People were like, oh my God, Carlton was somebody else. Oh my God. So- 
those of you millennials listening, you're welcome. I just blew your mind. <laughs> Boom. Ridiculous. And those of you who want to impress a millennial, tell them about Alfonso Ribeiro. Yep. They'll be very thrilled and excited. Now, our millennials, when, I don't know what, what millennials is the age are. group like right now? Millennials. Are they? I think they're still millennials. So like, there's something new. So, like, like I work with a 23 year old. Uh huh. Or no, like 22 year old, I think. She's uh-huh. real young. Okay. Is she a millennial? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. The millennials are still in high school, I think. No. I think it goes all the way to high school right now, yeah. It's like current to. Those kids are millennials? Technically, I think. They're in a different Maybe generation. Not. I don't know. I don't understand how the world works. Okay. I, I just, just know after me is millennial and then it gets fuzzy. No, there's another one. There's one in between. There's like Generation Y or something in between, I think. I think Generation Y was millennials. Well, I, I don't know. I don't either. It's like we're describing the human race as like waves of new Coke. Yeah. <laughs> waves of is that is. Crystal Pepsi. Um, yeah. Or is that? What am I talking about? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, okay. <laughs> Soul Train premiered on Saturday, October second, nineteen seventy-one. Soul, Soul Train. Train. Yeah, so I remember Soul Train. That was on Sunday, Sunday morning. Soul Train was on. Oh, yeah. Like at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. It's just like all these shows run together for me. Like I remember yep. Solid Gold, I mean, Soul I know, Train. So, I know Soul Train wasn't originally on Sunday morning, but I'm saying oh, when I was when I watched it. Oh, when we watched it. Yeah. It might have originally been on Sunday. No, I think it, not in the morning. I'm sure it was a night show. Well, I mean, I maybe, maybe they I re- replayed that. it in the morning or something. I think it was probably. Yeah. Or maybe they put reruns. So yeah, later. I don't know, though, for sure. Yeah, who knows? But it premiered on a Saturday. And then on that same Saturday, mm-hmm. Rod Stewart takes over the Billboard charts with Maggie Mae. Oh, wake up, Maggie. Maggie I, I think I got, got something to say to you. That's a yeah, good song. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, it's not, Rod Stewart's not one of my favorites me neither. in general. Yeah, me but neither. I but do like that sometimes song. I'll turn up some of his old stuff. And he had that crazy crazy mullet hair yeah awful hair he always had some crazy looking hair yes he did but yeah i mean every once in a while there's rod stewart that kicks ass um it was about the first woman uh rod stewart ever had sex with at the 1961 billy o jazz festival what the woman's name was not maggie may though oh i see maggie was about that yeah maggie may was about Rod Stewart getting laid at a jazz festival. Yep. Awesome. Tell people that all the time. I'm going to go to jazz festivals and tell people that. That what? Hey, you know, uh, Maggie Mae's song Rod Stewart wrote You're just going to do that. He banged at a jazz festival. And what, do you, and what do you hope to gain from that I don't know. I'll be at a jazz festival and be like, hey, Rod Stewart got laid at a jazz festival. Uh-huh. Wrote Maggie Mae about it. But they might think I'm like hitting on them. Like, hey, I don't know what they're. It's okay to have sex yeah. at a jazz festival. They're either anything they're thinking, it's not going to be good. <laughs> yes, I maybe I won't. Whether it's that or whether it's just maybe this just, guy's a weirdo. Maybe I just won't tell anyone no. about Rod Stewart writing Maggie May about someone he banged at a jazz festival. All right, what's next? <laughs> Saturday, October 9th, nineteen seventy-one, French Connection. Oh, that looks was good. Didn't, I, that's it did supposed look to be really good. Um. And we did watch this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen it though. I should have. I should have seen it, but it's one of those movies that's like super famous that 
like Muppet's gonna be like, oh my god, you never seen yeah, that? Yeah, he'll be mad. Yeah, he'll be pissed. Yeah, he won't, man, he won't talk to me French for months. Yeah, it's supposed to be the best movie ever. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where they chase down a drug dealer dressed as Santa Claus, and that's based on a real life tactic used by Eddie Egan and Sonny Grasso. Okay. Where so, used by them? Where? Uh, on stakeouts in Bedsty. Oh, okay. Uh, Egan Grasso discovered drug dealers could easily spot undercover cops and would often flee the scene before the cops could arrest them. This is according to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. One Christmas, Egan came up with the idea of dressing in a Santa Claus suit, figuring the dealers would never suspect Santa Claus of being a cop. As, depict, as depicted in the film, Egan walked the neighborhood streets as Santa Claus, singing Christmas carols with local kids. When he saw a deal going down, Egan sang Jingle Bells as a signal to his partners to move in and make the arrest. Sweet. The tactic worked beautifully, and Egan... His partners made wait, and, and Egan and his partners made dozens of Christmas arrests over several years. And because he didn't uh, blow his cover by singing Jingle Bells. Yeah, Friday, October fifteenth, nineteen seventy-one. Mm-hmm. A man named Sylvester Magee claimed to be the last living slave and survivor of Civil War. What? Yep, he died in nineteen seventy-one at the supposed age of one hundred and thirty. Oh my God! Yep. Wow. Yep. That's an old man. He was purported to have been born in North Carolina in 1841 to slaves Ephraim and Jeanette, who were held and worked on the J.J. Shanks plantation. So he was a slave too? Yeah, I, yeah, he was born a slave. He was purchased at the age of 19, just before the American Civil War, by Southern plantation owner Hugh Magee at a slave market in Enterprise, Mississippi, he says. Oh, my God. Yep. And yep. he died on that date? He died front on October 15, 1971. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. A slave was still alive yes. in 1971. And people say, oh, we're so far removed from all that. I know. It's and it's sh- like, well, no, not really. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jeez. Not really. Yeah. I wish people would just recognize. Mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg no, was born on no, 1970. No. And Wednesday, October 20th. No. Snoop Dogg is a very important figure in American uh, history. We're not doing birthdays. That's like a, that should be President's Day, October 20th. From now on, it should be like President's Day, Snoop Dogg Day. Okay. Gosh, that should be a holiday. I'm not sending my kids to school on October 20th. Snoop Dogg's birthday. Okay. Sunday, October 24th, 1971. Mm-hmm. You know how you always ask me, or maybe our kids ask me, um, hey, has any NFL players ever died on the field? And I was like, no, I don't think so, no. I know. Oh. But I've heard of basketball players. But guess what? What? Sunday, October 24th, 1971, mm-hmm. an NFL player died on the field, Chuck Hughes. Did he? Yep. The game continued with a silent crowd, second in career receiving touchdowns. With uh, The game continued? Wait. The game continued with a silent crowd. They finished the game. After somebody died? Yep. What? Yep. Why? Yep. How did he di- what, did he, what did he die of? He had like a heart attack or something. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just between plays, and he—I guess he—he either caught a pass or was receiving play, but he just jogged back to the huddle and then, then fell over. And it wasn't enough to end the game. Let's no, let's they, keep playing. They continued the game. What the hell is wrong they with these people? The game. I know, I know. I would start bracing myself as I was reading this because I remembered I put that in there and I was just picturing your reaction. It's like what in the well, it, that happened at that other thing. What was it? Was it wrestler? Or, yeah, it was that wrestler that fell. Oh, yeah, and they, w- they w- continued yeah. the 
the yeah, matches. They continued the matches. The guy died, and they kept yeah. going. That's what Owen would have wanted us to do. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. So it this is, is nuts. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? Uh, Chuck Hughes. Okay. And then Monday, October 25th, 1971, Electric Company premiered. Oh, I loved Electric Company. I knew you'd like that one. That was a great show. Yeah, it was. I remember all the parts. I remember the Spider-Man, live-action Spider-Man guy. Remember him? Oh, yeah. And remember those, like, when the the silhouettes of the faces would come out and say the parts of the words? Yeah, when the Spider-Man guy was there, I loved it, yeah. And, And Letterman, that cartoon. I can't just can't and and uh, Morgan Freeman. Of Morgan course. Freeman was, was on Dracula it. Or something. Rivera was on it. Yeah, yep. it was great. It was. Yeah, just that Spider-Man thing was so cool. I remember mm-hmm. that was my favorite part. Yep. Like, Spider-Man, look at Spider-Man's real Spider-Man. Yep. And I got my picture taken with him when I was real little. I was like three or two. Oh. I was really scared. I don't know why. Oh, kids get scared that age. I thought it was a real Spider-Man. Friday, October 29th, nineteen seventy-one. Rock and roll deaths. Oh. Dwayne Allman was in a motorcycle crash. Okay. You're familiar with Dwayne Allman? The Allman Brothers? Allman Brothers, yep. yeah. Um, he was killed right after the release and initial success of At Fillmore East, his album. Oh, okay. Um, the band was on a break from touring and recording. Allman was riding his Harley Davidson Sportster motorcycle at high speed on Hillcrest Avenue in the western part of Macon. Mm-hmm. Macon, sorry. Macon. The western part of Macon. Macon, Georgia. It's a fresh uh-huh. side. Uh, western part of Macon. As he approached Bartlett Street, a flatbed truck carrying a lumber crane stopped suddenly in the intersection, forcing him to swerve sharply. He, st- he struck either the back of the truck or the ball on the lumber crane and was thrown from the motorcycle which landed on top of him and skidded another 90 feet with him pinned underneath it oh my god crushing his internal organs he was alive when he was taken to a hospital but despite immediate medical treatment he died several hours later from massive internal injuries wow gross that is disgusting that is according to wikipedia yeah Bummer. Oh, it's a God, bad day. Poor guy. That's a terrible rock and roll death. Yep. It was a bad day. And meanwhile, Winona Ryder was being born. No. <laughs> she was born in the same hospital. All right. And then November 3rd, 1971, Fiddler on the Roof, the number one movie that yes. year, was released. Um, yeah, it was a big one that People year. might not know. It was filmed with a nylon stocking placed over the camera lens to give the footage of a washed-out, earthy feel. Oh, well, that was an inventive yeah. little thing. How about that? How about washed that? out and earthy, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's what I call you, babe. What? Washed out and earthy. I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I think it's fine, probably. It's probably a compliment. I don't I'll, know. I'll kick you. Me? Yeah, I'll kick you. Me? Just me? Kick you in the neck. Just a little me? Yes. Uh, November 6, 1971, mm-hmm. Cher takes over the Billboard charts with Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. Yeah, I hate this song. What about you? Do you? I yeah. like it. I hate it. I really, really? I really hate it. Yeah. It sounds like a, a circus. I don't know. I just hate it. I just hate everything about it. I can't listen to much of it. Like I'm like, That's when it funny. comes on the radio, I'm like, oh, God, I can't flip next faster that's so i don't know why yeah tramps and thieves you know maybe i'm just maybe i'm still just upset that they didn't keep the original title 
What was it called? Gypsies, tramps, and white trash. No, it, it actually no, was. It was. Yeah, not. according to Wikipedia, no, that's it was not gypsies, true. tramps, and white trash. Look it up. You're lying. Look it up. Really? They, they changed it. Yeah. No, yep. are you lying to oh, me? I swear. Uh, producer uh, Snuff Garrett, mm-hmm. he advised that the title Snuff. be changed, and. Uh, that doesn't and even go. Gypsies, gypsies tramps, and, tramps, and white trash. Gypsies, tramps, and white trash. Hmm. Kid Rock loves it. Yeah, he probably does. He's white trash. Yeah. Sometimes I see people, I'm like, I bet you smell like Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you just know they probably smell yep. just like, and you know, you can just know what Kid Rock smells like. Yeah. yeah I mean, I don't yes. Know, but God, you know that guy does Nasty. not smell good. Nasty. B.O. and weed. Cigarettes. Cigarettes. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Anyway, you look like Kid Rock smells. That's what I say to people. <laughs> Yikes. Tuesday, November 9th, 1971. All right. You have a story to tell. I about do. Wait, I'm, first, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip ahead to August 30th, 1972. Oh, you are? Yeah. I'm just going to skip. Oh, wait. You're going to skip to August 30th, 1972? You mean the the exact day that uh, Tony Randall and Betty White were on Password All Stars? Yes, that it was that uh, that that exact of, day. Yep, in Westfield, New Jersey. Yeah, early morning. Mm-hmm. Um, police report to a fire at four thirty one Hillside Avenue. Oh no, it's a fire! This house was a scene of a grisly murder the previous oh, year. Well, Chuck, I guess I gotta go to this fire. Uh, will you, uh, too bad I won't ever know what happened on Password All-Stars with Betty White and Tony Randall because there's no VCRs. They haven't been That's invented right. yet. That's right. So Darn it. by sunrise, the house was gone. Whoa. Completely gone. Yep. Completely That's burned. Right. Okay. Ten months earlier, in the fall of 1971, mm-hmm. um, it was this 19-room Victorian mansion was the dream home for the List family. Oh, nice. Sounds Sounds yeah. cozy. John List is a 46-year-old accountant. 46, huh? So yeah, and he was an accountant. Oof. And he lived Sounds, there with uh, his wife, boring. Helen, three teenage children, and his 85-year-old mother, Alma. Oh, well, now she's going to shake things up. Yeah. Well, List, you know Alma going to shake some things up. List was a devout Lutheran, and, okay. and he was viewed by the community as a devout patriarch of the family. Okay. Good. Brother goes was, to church. He was very introverted and soft-spoken. Like what you would expect an accountant. Real kind of oh, yeah. stuffy. Oh, man. Now we have a lot of accountant listeners, honey. Now well, we can't. Just the typical 1971 st- Yes, yes. 71 accountants that? are stuffy and That's pieces right. of garbage and boring. Yep. You modern day accountants, you guys make the fun happen. Tell, so, tell, yeah, I love, love accountants. In the six years the family had lived there, there had been no indications of trouble in the family at all. Okay. No trouble. The week of November 9th. 1971, letters started to arrive at the schools of List's children, 16-year-old Patty, 15-year-old John, and 13-year-old Frederick. You mean those lists were being sent out the same time Mod Squad was on? Mm -hmm. The episode where a used car salesman makes a deal with the devil? Yes. Huh. It's crazy. um, Also the same day that Cannon, starring William Conrad, who was from Jake and the Fat Man, the fat guy, Mm-hmm. Remember, he was on a show called Cannon, mm-hmm. uh, and here's the here's the thing. Frank Cannon is an overweight, balding ex-cop with a deep voice and expensive tastes and culinary pleasures. Okay. He becomes a high-priced private investigator. At the same time those two days yes, were on. Yes, right. So the, uh, during that week, the school started getting these letters from 
John List, okay. the, the father. He had written that the family would be going out of town for a few weeks to care for an ailing relative. Okay. So for those next few weeks, the mansion sits quietly, lit by interior house lights. Okay. Weeks pass, and slowly the lights in the house start to burn out. Right, as they would if somebody was not there. That's right. Okay. One by one. Um, this started to arouse the suspicion of the police. So on December 7th, officers went to the house. What were the police worried about? Because he said he was going out of town, right? Yeah, but, but just nobody came back. It was weeks and weeks, and then the lights burning out. Yeah. Just that was weird. Okay. So um, neighbors told the officers the family had gone on a trip, and they didn't know if John's mother had gone with them or not, or if oh. she had stayed. So police entered through the un- an unlocked window. Okay. They went to the kitchen, and they saw bloodstains on the floor. Ugh. And they could hear pl- classical music playing. Ooh, creepy. Yeah. Um, they went into the ballroom, and they discovered several bodies and sleeping bags laid out in a neat row. <sighs> Helen, it was Helen and the three children. Oh, God. John, and, John and his mother were unaccounted for. Uh-oh. When officers made it to the third floor apartment, they found his mother. Oh. And that's where she was. She had been. She was dead? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is this what they base Psycho off of? No. Guy and his mom? No. Oh, okay. We'll get to that case later, what they base that off of. Yeah, Psycho was before this, though. Yeah, Yeah, that's a whole other treasure trove of insanity. But anyway, um, in the office, they found a letter written by List to his pastor four weeks earlier. Mm -mm. In the letter, in a very detached tone, he took full responsibility for the murder of his family. He wrote he was facing bankruptcy, and hmm. he killed his family to spare them the sinful effects of poverty. Oh, that's so he's, it's yeah. the righteous thing it to was, do. I right, see. yeah. I get it, yeah. He ended it by saying that mother's in the third floor hallway. She was too heavy to move. Oh, no. So she was a big lady, Alma. So a nationwide manhunt begins. Okay. Two days later, Lips's, li- lists, not Lips, lists. His Chevy Impella was found at the Kennedy International Airport. Do you think he screamed at Holland in his Chevy Impala? He, I don't know. He might have. Hmm. I always so, scream at Holland in my Chevy Impala. For two decades, the letter he left would be the last he was heard from. Really? Yes. Nobody found him? No. They never found him. Now listen. John Liss was born an only child to strict immigrant parents. Okay. From an early age, he was taught to be a good Christian. Wait, you're talking about immigrant parents that are like, you're saying aliens that making, can make somebody disappear? Is that why you're going back to no, this? No, oh, no. Guessing, I'm just, just talking guessing. about his, his... After high school, he okay. enlisted in the Army, and he saw heavy combat in World War II. So Ooh, that could mess have you caused... Up. Yes, yeah. That'd mess you when up. he returned home, he went to college and moved to Virginia, where he met and married Helen. Okay. Beautiful Helen. According to List, she falsely jeans. said she was pregnant, which was why they married. Oh. He was he was deeply repressed, unable to express his emotions. Mm. In nineteen fifty eight he started a series of accounting jobs and but he was let go each time because there was something about his personality. Oh gosh. I wonder what places those were. So in nineteen sixty five he was hired as vice president of a bank. Oh, and that's okay. when he bought the okay. mansion. A vice president of a bank after not being able to find a job at all, being laid off for being a crazy person. Right. Hey, let's make that guy our vice, vice president. president. That's right. And that's when he bought that mansion upon yeah, okay. pressure from his wife. Um, well, you're always pressuring me to buy mansions, but I ain't giving in. List and his wife, who drank to excess, were often at odds. Pressure was increased by the presence of List's overbearing mother. 
Yeah, that don't happen. 1966, List was fired after one year, and that's the start of his psychological downfall. He had hid that from his family. He would get dressed and leave for work each morning. He began to resent his family. You know, how come... How come they never call anybody else overbearing except for mothers? Like fathers yeah. are never overbearing, are That's they? That's true. Yeah, they don't. They have other words for when they're that fathers or strict or whatever or yeah. something. Overbearing, it seems like. As a woman, it's yeah, like a, it's like a sexist term sexist almost term or something. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's not. I don't know. So he's an overbearing mother. This went. Um, he began to resent his family, and the resentment grew as he went through a string of unsuccessful jobs for the next five years. Hmm. So eventually he was facing bankruptcy. Mm. He thought suicide was a mortal sin and his pride prevented him from leaving the family, like yeah. abandoning them. Yeah. His religion in his mind made poverty a sin. So he oh, saw no gosh. other choice but to kill his family and send them to heaven. Oh my gosh. Yep. And then he would go to hell to send them to heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, he, he thought he would be forgiven. Thing, his sins so would be forgiven, forgiven. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, man. So psychologists say he has obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Okay. And he repressed problems and dealt with things in a cold, clinical way. Yeah. yeah that's, um, so. That's that's a shame. Just not a. They did catch him, finally. No, they did. Yes. I thought you were going to say they never did. Nope. They, I was kind of leaving it on the hook. For oh, you were trying bit. to leave it on the hook only to say, okay, I was lying. They did catch him. And he. this is his account of what when happened did they catch him? that day. They caught him. In, hold on, I was going to get to that part later. Oh, I'm sorry. You can, we, we can say you'll find out later. June 1st, 1989. Oh, oh, they, they caught him the same day that Mike Tyson and Robin Givens got divorced? Yes, hmm. yes that, oh, day. that day. <laughs> I, I that day. I that day all the time. So this is his account that. of what happened. Okay. So that morning on November 9th, 71, the morning that they got murdered. Yeah. He went down to breakfast and ate breakfast with his kids and okay. sent them to school. Okay. He then went to the garage and got his guns ready. <sighs> he came back in and his wife came into the kitchen and he shot her in the head. Wow. Then, then he went up to his mother's apartment and killed her. Gosh. Then he went back <laughs> down Alma? to clean up the mess. Well, she was overbearing. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> she deserved it. So. No, he, I'm kidding. Just, you know, just kidding. Overbearing mothers of the world. He went back down to clean up the mess before his children came home. He dragged um, Helen's body into the ballroom, and then he wrote the letters to the children's school saying they were going on a trip. Then he went to the bank and withdrew $2,000, and then he went to the post office to send the letters and stop the mail. Okay. After returning home, he made a sandwich... Oh, yeah. Tuna? Yeah, probably. Yeah, you gotta have a sandwich. And waited for his children to come home. 16-year-old Patty came home first, so he shot her in the head, then moved her to the ballroom next to her mother. Just if she hadn't come home first. 13-year-old Frederick was next. Oh. Then he went you know, to pick... Frederick? Then he left to pick up John at school, and they came home together, and the list shot him. And John was the one who... He, he kind of jerked Ugh. around and stuff, and so List shot him nine more times. Oh, gosh. Everybody else was just shot once. I feel like, was this on an episode of... It was. There is a Forensic Files. Forensic Files. Because yes. I remember seeing some videos. Seeing pictures yeah, of pictures. them in the ballroom. Oh, man. So he moved and John. Again, again, I don't get it. Like, yeah. why, why spend all your time with your stomach turning to stuff like this when you can, you can watch... Uh, uh, Two guys, two fat, naked guys with dolphins on their heads. Uh, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, 
You didn't hear that thing when? No. On a, it was on America's Got Talent or something. They broke into the TV to announce John McCain's death. Yeah. And there's a YouTube video where somebody was watching it and they recorded it. That they broke into America's Got Talent, so they're like, "The nation mourns as yeah. we have lost." American patriot John McCain. Yeah. Now back to your regular scheduled programming. And it's it two was big fat guys. <laughs> two shirtless fat guys with dolphin masks on, like making out like with each other. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, Only in America. It's like that sums up what's wrong with we America. Like that's everything. Yes. <laughs> we return you to your two big fat shirtless guys with dolphin masks on. Oh my god. America enjoy that. Oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Oh, it's man. like that's that's what's going on. So um, he moved John, and then he cleaned up. He ate another meal. Okay. He then went up to oh, bed. Gosh. All these dead people, and he's yeah. going, just going about and his. And he day. goes to bed, and he and he says he he said he slept better that night than he did the night before. Can you just the imagine the plethora of warning signs that he this guy was probably given off. I would that think. everybody just ignored. Probably I would think they had to. Have. If you're gonna do something like that, it's those real quiet. You know, they say it's always the quiet ones you gotta watch. Yeah, but real quiet, mild manner. I love the quiet ones. Those are my favorite people. It's all building up inside until they explode. Yeah. So the next morning, don't explode, little guys. He prepared his getaway car. He prepared his getaway. He set the thermostat down okay. to fifty degrees to keep the bodies from decomposing. He thought. Mm. He turned on all the lights in the house. It's just these thoughts that have I to know. think of this. And he turned the radio on to classical music to make it look like people were home. Oh, so people would just go, okay, they're fine. Yeah. Finally, he wrote the letter to the pastor. Hmm. It was nearly a month before police found the letter and family. But by then, List was 2,000 miles away. He, w- he went out west to Denver and changed his name to Robert Clark. He got a job as a cook in a hotel and gradually assumed his new identity. By 1985, 15 years later, he had gone back to being an accountant oh. and remarried. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Whole, the woman married him not having any idea. No idea. Oh, my goodness. So police never forgot about the, about the case. And yeah, they began looking for him. They, they began this media collaboration. In 1989, America's Most Wanted featured list. What? He was still in 1989 missing. Yeah, you said in 89. Yeah. Holy crap. By this time, he had moved to Virginia. Um, and America's Most Wanted was one of his favorite shows. Really? So yeah. he saw himself on there. And producers had an artist make a 3D bust of what List might look like after aging and everything. Yeah. And um, List watched the program. Where did he live? And he was surprised at how much they got it right, oh, how accurate man. it was. Yeah, he was like, oh, that's exactly what I did. They know it. Yeah. They figured it out. So because he was so happy with that. He turned himself in? No. After no? after it aired, more than 200 tips poured in. One call from Denver was from a next-door neighbor, and she said, my, my neighbor is, I think, it's I think Robert it's Clark guy, yeah. is John List. So the FBI on June 1st, 1989, went to his house. June 1st. Oh, yeah. That's when Tyson and uh, Givens yeah. got their divorce, sadly. And, it's, of course, his wife, Dolores, didn't believe it was she that he was John List. She just... Oh, I call that just I, that June first. I I call that um, heartbreak day because that was the day my heart broke for Mike Tyson and oh, Robin Givens. I mean, I that marriage is one about. I just wanted to last. So right, she sorry. tells him where he works. Okay. And they go to his workplace, and he denied being John List, but they took his fingerprints and they matched. Okay. The fingerprints didn't admit of it. List, but they got the fingerprints now. Yeah. Yes. So he was arrested after eighteen years. Wow. 
he kept denying it in court. And in, I mean, he kept denying it, and then in court, he finally admitted to his identity. Whew. So June 29th, 1989, yeah. he was extradited to New Jersey. Hmm. Oh, you mean the same day that I call it Temmy Day? That's the day Susan Lucci lost her 10th Emmy. Oh. Uh, she lost her 10th uh, daytime you, Emmy. And you call that what? I call it Temmy Day just because oh, that's the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, You're ridiculous. Well, I mean, we all so, I mean, don't we, we all, all celebrate? Mourn, I mean, yes. I take off work. Yeah, we every, all mourn. Every Temmy Day when, when Susan Lucci lost her 10th so, no, so the, Emmy. I just can't. The state psychiatrist couldn't find any psychiatric mitigating factors. Okay. Uh, defense tried to excuse his actions because of his personality disorder and his OCD. All right. They said he had diminished mental capacity and should be convicted to second-degree murder instead oh, of first. Because he's kind of... Because they... because of that, huh? They're trying to say it wasn't premeditated. Yeah. Um, but April 11th... Is, I mean, it's weird. There's different... Well, of course it was premeditated. Yeah, I know. But, know? but just they're like, hey, yeah, he, he killed his whole family and everybody left him there, but he wasn't thinking about it that long yeah <laughs> so just, i know so just right? let him out he wasn't really thinking about it so he'll probably be fine so on april 11th the trial concluded and the jury convicted him of all five counts of first degree murder and he was sentenced to five life sentences because at the time of the murder yeah. they did not have the um death penalty in new jersey oh okay so even though it was back yeah they couldn't convict him to death or okay. sentence him to death and that's the story of john list well that's a very creepy one but yeah, I'm glad to be on the lamb for that long. That long, that's crazy. Now, now, what did his wife say? His new wife. I don't know. And did he have kids? He didn't have no new kids, right? No, he didn't have new kids. Oh, that was a gross one. Yeah, that guy's gross. He sure is. Uh, but you should see the, this documentary I watched, and yeah. I got most of my information from a Notorious. It used to be on the Biography Channel. It's a television show yeah. called Notorious. Yeah. Okay. But um, they Shout had out to Notorious. they had John Walsh. Do you know who John Walsh is? Yeah. They yeah. had him. He's on the, there, yeah. America's Most Wanted guy. Yeah. And he was cussing a blue streak. Like, they kept beeping out because he's like, that son of a bitch Why? is, is, is going to rot in hell and all this stuff. Why was he so mad? Well, he just hates bad guys. Yeah. He's like, he killed, he's a child killer and blah, yeah, blah, didn't blah. He, didn't that John Walsh started that because his son got kidnapped yeah, or something? Yeah, and killed? murdered. God, yeah. He, they think he got decapitated. Oh, my God. That's awful. Mm-hmm. Just like Franklin Pierce's son. President Franklin Pierce. What? Oh. 14th President mm -hmm. Franklin Pierce. Mm -hmm. You didn't know about that story? I think you told me. He and his, like, they, they had like three kids. But it was they, like a train accident yeah, or something. Yeah, their only kid that survived, all their other kids died of cholera or something, you know, because everybody's kids died back yeah, then. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, they were only one left. It was the pride and joy of his wife. And uh, they were on a train, a train accident, and they watched him get decapitated in front of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was, and then he went on to be president. He after kept that? he kept being president, yeah. And then his he wife was, died. He was president when he that was president. Uh, I think he was president. Was he president when that happened? I don't know. I think he was. What are you asking me for? And he, yeah, I think he kept going. And then he, you know, he, he was an alcoholic. He was they called oh, Hans, he was. handsome Frank. This is now a uh, Franklin <laughs> yeah. Pierce podcast. podcast. No, I am going to start a president podcast. I'm working on yeah. putting that together. So, and we will go deep into the Franklin Pierce son's head murder thing. So. Okay. Um, but as you were saying, so that's that's it. Crazy. Yep. That's nuts. Um, on Saturday, November 20th, 1971, Isaac Hayes took over the number one spot on the Billboard charts with a theme song. Shaft. Shaft. Yep. 
That's crazy to me that a TV show theme song was I know a Billboard song, but everybody must have loved that show. I think they love that song or something. Yeah, everybody loved that song and that show. I think, but um, who is the man? Who Isaac Hayes told National Public Radio, that's NPR, to you knuckleheads, that he had only agreed to write and record the Shaft score after Shaft producer Joel Freeman promised him an audition for the lead role. Oh, boom. But it was taken by a then-unknown Richard Roundtree. That's right. He never got the chance to audition, but he kept his end of the deal anyway. Now, didn't they have movies, Shaft movies, too? Mm, I think so, yeah. Uh-huh. Richard Roundtree. I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure. And then uh, who reprised it? Uh, Richard Roundtree didn't play Sweetback, did he? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. I can't remember who that was. Sweet Sweetback's badass song. I was in a play with a uh, son of a black exploitation director. Oh, okay. The guy who directed. It's um, fascinating. You keep yeah. your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> hey, screw you. All right, what's next? He directed um, one of those. Saturday, December 4th, 1971, a fire broke out at the Montreux Casino. At the Montreux Casino during a Frank Zappa concert. Did it. Yep. This event was the inspiration for Deep Purple's iconic song, Smoke on the Water. Bam, bam, they wrote bam, about this. Bam, bam, bam. Um, it, it was The casino was burnt down after a fan mm-hmm. had set the venue on fire with a flare gun. Whoa. A recording of the outbreak. So that of, wasn't an accident. Yeah, no. A, a recording of, well... I don't think he was trying to set it on fire. Maybe he was with a flare gun. Yeah, I don't know obviously why he had a flare was gun. Yeah. On, obviously it was on purpose. Well, maybe he had. Maybe he was broken down. His car was broken down. He was trying to get help with a yeah, flare gun. I don't know about that. And he just happened to hit the casino. A recording of the outbreak and fire announcement can be found at, on a Frank Zappa bootleg album titled "Swiss Cheese Fire." Oh, really? How about that? Hmm. Not a big Frank Zappa fan. Yeah, I, d- yeah, I don't really listen to the Zappa much either. Right? Yeah. Me neither. Not Dweezil. No. And Moon Unit. There's a couple other ones, I think. Um, December 4th, Saturday, December 4th, 1971, then Sly and the Family Stone, Family mm-hmm. Affair, takes over the number one it's spot in the Billboard affair. chart. It's a family affair. I like a lot of Sly and Sly Stone, but this wasn't my favorite. Yeah. It's all right. It's not bad. Um,. Do you know who the members of Sly and the Family Stone are? You know, it's, no. it's a whole family. It actually is a family. Is it really? Yeah. I guess I never knew that. I didn't really know much about them either, but I looked it up a little bit. Uh, they're from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they formed in 1966. Um, they were pivotal in the development of funk, soul, rock, and psychedelic music. All this is according to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. But its core lineup was led by singer, songwriter, producer, and multi-instrumentalist Sly Stone, and includes Stone's brother mm-hmm. and single guitarist, Freddie Stone, sister and singer, key, uh, singer keyboardist Rose Stone, trumpeter Cynthia Robinson, drummer Greg Erico, saxophonist Jerry Ma- Ma- Jerry Martini, and bassist Larry Graham. It was the first major American rock group to have a racially integrated male and female lineup. Okay, so it wasn't all family. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> it can't be family. No, I, family. I stopped with family after I got to the third, but I didn't even know they were any yeah. of them were real family. Okay. But that was cool. Mm-hmm. September 10th, 1971, at London Rainbow Theater, London's Rainbow Theater, during a concert, 
disgruntled fan Trevor Charles Howell rushed the stage and shoved Frank Zappa into the orchestra pit. You poor Frank Zappa. <laughs> poor Frank Zappa. He's got a lot of Jeez. rough things. Uh, enraged over his girlfriend's infatuation with the mustachioed rocker. You know, who would not be infatuated with a mustachioed rocker? Yeah, he had a big mustache. Zappa suffered a crushed larynx, which resulted in a deeper, huskier singing voice. And it was also... And he was also in a wheelchair for a year. So that's what wow, that's, that's how his voice changed. He got really banged up. Yeah. Jeez, that guy really went to town. But the people that were fans of him after this are probably like, yeah, that, thank God that happened because I love his new voice. Oh. The band thought I was dead, Zappa later recalled in a 1989 autobiography, The Real Frank Zappa Book. My head was over my shoulder. My neck was bent like it was broken. I had a gash in my chin, a hole in the back of my head, a broken rib, and a fractured leg. One arm was paralyzed. All from the guy just brushing him? Yeah, he fell into the orchestra pit. Oh, Jesus. It's like 10 feet oh, God. or something. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, you can really get hurt. Sometimes maybe it's 20 feet. I don't oh, know. Oh, my it's, God. Maybe it's 10,000 feet. I mean, depending on where they were. 10,000 10, feet. Like, I mean, at concert, yeah. sometimes it's way up. I don't know. Uh, but you can get really fucked up doing that. I guess that. so. Um, as Howell attempted to flee, he was caught by enraged audience members who passed him off to Zappa's roadies who may or may not have roughed him up a little. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, rumors of Zappa's allegedly fatal accident spread like wildfire through the crowd. Uh, Howell later admitted that he was jealous. His girlfriend had recently admitted her infatuation with Zappa, which triggered the sudden burst of rage. Uh, the vicious attack forced the band to cancel the remaining dates of their tour, leaving Zappa in a wheelchair for about a year. Though he would, have, he would eventually recover from his injuries, he did suffer chronic back pain throughout his life. And many fans suspect Zappa's crushed larynx was the ultimate reason for his switch to a deeper, huskier vocal delivery. Well, duh. That's, his, of course, that's why. Yeah, his next two albums, 1972's Waka Jawaka and The Grand Wazoo, were full of richly layered jazz fusion instrumentals. Okay. You love jazz fusion. I don't. Well, Rod Stewart would bang you if you were at a jazz fusion festival. Friday, so. December 17th, 1971, Diamonds Are Forever is the number three movie that year. James Bond. James Bond. Never yeah. seen a James Bond movie. Me neither. But, and so let's just pause for the onslaught of people who are angry about yeah. that. But I will say, we watched the trailer to this one. Yeah, that's right. And it looked pretty good. Well, I, Sean I think Connery. I want to see it. Yeah, Sean Connery. He's if pretty if awesome. I ever watch a Bond, it's going to be Sean Connery for sure. So, yeah. I may sneak into starting watching these Bond movies. Really? From the beginning. I think they all look like the same. Like, they look like you've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah, they probably are. Yeah. But there's so many references I've missed out on. Like the, you've seen one bag, you've seen them all. Yeah, what's the gold gold pussy or whatever? There's all these yeah. things where people talk Octopussy. about that I don't know because I've never watched any of them. That's but, right. Yeah, I just never was interested in a rich guy <laughs> superhero. Yeah. You know, uh, whatever, I don't know. So Frank Zappa got fucked up. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, Thursday, December 23rd, 1971, Dirty Harry was released. That was the number four highest grossing movie in 1971. I don't think we watched that trailer. No, I guess we did. Dirty Harry, yeah. I missed we, it. I guess we didn't. I haven't seen that either. The movie's famous line is often misquoted. You know what the line is? Go ahead, make my day. Um, no, that's a later one, I think. Oh. He's got two of those uh, iconic ones. But it's a lot of people misquote the line as "Do you feel lucky, punk?" Oh. Well, the actual line is, "You've got to ask yourself one question: Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk?" Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Alrighty. You feel lucky, punk? Okay, a seventeen-year-old girl on December wait, 
Friday, December 24th, Christmas Eve, 1971. Mm-hmm. The day after Corey Haim was born, a 17-year-old girl, Julianne Kepke, was the only survivor of a plane crash in the jungle of Peru. Oh, my God. She wandered 10 days through the jungle with an injured knee, a broken collarbone, and only some sweets as food until she found a group of lumbermen who brought her into a town. Kepke was a German-Peruvian high school senior studying in, Le- in Lima, intending to become a zoologist like her parents. On December 24, 1971, she and her mother were traveling to meet with her father, who was working in the city of Pucallpa. So her mother died, too? Yep. Oh, man. The Lanza Lockheed Ultra. That's some strong Lockheed bitch Electra right there. Commercial airline was struck by lightning during a severe thunderstorm and broke up in midair. Oh, man. Disintegrating at 10,000 feet. Kept can you being, imagine surviving a plane crash? Yeah, can you even imagine? Go there? I, I mean, what? what? To survive a even, plane yeah, crash? That's crazy. There's been two. Talk we talked P- about one before. A little PTSD. girl. PTSD. Oh, Jesus. This girl who was 17 years old fell to earth, still strapped into her seat. Oh, my she God. She survived the fall. Yeah, with oh gosh, she survived the fall with a, only a broken collarbone, a gash to her right arm, and her right eye swollen shut. She was definitely strapped in the seat. Holy crap! Um, she said, "I must have turned and buffered the crash; otherwise, I wouldn't have survived." Ten thousand feet—is that how is that even? I know. How is that possible? Yeah, her first priority was to find her mother, who had been seated next to her, and the search was unsuccessful. She later found her mother had initially survived the crash, but died from her injuries several days later. Oh, my gosh. Um, Jeez. Yeah, she found some sweets, which were to become her only food. After looking for her mother and other passengers, she was able to locate a small stream. She waded through knee-high water downstream for her landing site, relying on the survival her survival principles her, her father had taught her, that tracking downstream should eventually lead to civilization. Oh, that's stream, smart. Yeah, the stream provided clean water and a natural path through the dense rainforest vegetation. That's yeah, that's, that's I would have never known that. No, I'm glad I know it now. Yeah, I'm never getting on an airplane again. But uh, seriously, not after this horror show of a story. So during the trip, Kepke could not sleep at night because of insect bites, which became infected. After Ooh. nine days, several spent floating downstream. She found a. She found a boat near a shelter where she found the boat's motor and fuel tank. Relying again on her father's advice, she poured gasoline on her wounds, which succeeded in removing 35 maggots from one arm. Oh. Then, then waited until rescuers arrived. She later recounted her necessary efforts that day. How, what kind of... I remember. How many survival <laughs> skills did she know? Pour gasoline on your arm if you ever have maggots in it. Well, I'm glad I know that oh now. Because, man, now I can finally get those magnets out of my sores. Jeez. How many maggots? How how extensive was his education of survival skills to get to that (laughs) chapter? (laughs) That's crazy. I remember remember having seen my father when he cured a dog of worms in the jungle with gasoline. I got some gasoline and poured on myself. I counted the worms when they started to slip out. There were 35 on my arm. I remained there, but I wanted to leave. I didn't want to take the boat because I didn't want to steal it. Hours later, the lumbermen who used the shelter arrived and tended to her injuries. Yipe. Hours later, the lumbermen who used that shelter arrived and tended to her injuries and bug infestations. The next morning, they took her via a seven-hour canoe road, canoe ride down the river to Lumber Station. Wow. In the Tuna Vista district. 
with the help, I think you can hear our dog puking at us. No, he was just tip tapping uh, around. With the help of a local pilot, she was airlifted to a hospital and her waiting father. Wow. How do you get to be a lumberman? <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> a good question. Is that just the word of a lumber? Is that just a lumberjack? Yeah, I think so. In whatever language I got this from Wikipedia. Whoever put it on there. Okay. And then the next, that was Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas, honey. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, my God. Got you some maggots. Yes, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, it's all I had. Some I gasoline. had 35 of them, though. A lot of maggots. Here you go. There's a big special on maggots at the store. And then Christmas Day, Melanie takes over the Billboard charts with Brand New Key. I got a brand, brand new key. Brand you got pair a brand of new roller, skates. roller skates. I got, got a brand, brand new key. key. Yeah, I remember that. I broke into your house and stole your mother's jeans. Something like that. Something about breaking in your house or going by their house. Mm-hmm. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. You really jamming out to that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the it's the end of 1971. She's also the beginning of 72, so I don't yeah. have to really know that. No, so. Melanie. Yeah, Melanie's the best. I listen to that on repeat in my Prius with my shirt off. I don't think you do. I do. I do. And nobody can deny it. But now we've come to the part where we have to give our corrections and apologies. Wait, what about my toys? No. I got okay. some toys. Toys? What about my corrections? All right. So you have toys and I have corrections. I got some Barbie stuff that was going on in 1971. Okay. Malibu. Malibu Barbie started in Malibu 1971? Malibu Barbie. She was beach ready. Now, that's famous. Yes. And then also she had a fashion boutique Ooh. and had that Fancy. came with jacket and pants set nighty, dress and accessories. And they had these on-the-go cars. Hey, I don't know about you. Maybe it's just me being a guy, but I just did not have the patience for trying to put clothes on those damn Barbie dolls. How did you? When did you even like, try? putting a shirt on is impossible. Or action figures that size, I guess. Yeah. Or, you know... You, when you're a kid, as a boy, there's girls next door. Like, we played every once in a while. I yeah. played with the girls next door, and they had Barbies, and they always want to play Barbies. I'm like, all right, but I just get so frustrated. Like, I can't get this shirt on. Yeah, it takes practice. I don't know how to put his pants on. Like, I don't, Yeah, it takes practice. He doesn't even have a gun. Like, I'm no. like I don't want to do this. Like, I have, I have to do this. There was a Lego house building set. Super set includes roof tiles, working door, garage door, miniature car, and wheels. Oh, that's nice. There I'm, was... Like Maybe, you know, those toys are like getting kids ready. Like, here, fix this leaky roof. That's right. And now you can get it on our real roof. Then there was an NFL electric football game. This was the shit. Did you have I this? have one in the garage right now. Yes, I oh. love the electric football. It's the vibrating football. You set up the guys. That's This is what taught me how football works. Oh. This is how you I learned. You tried to get Henry a, into it with I that know, thing, didn't I you? I tried. I know. This is how I learned how, what a first down was and that because there was a little yellow referee marker. You should try to show him again. Maybe he'd like it now. I try. Maybe I'll show him again. But that, that and I was about to say, you know, a little bit before that, but we had the little guys and it never worked the right yeah. way. Like you turn it on and they just all turns like one guy's doing a ballet circles yeah. and they're just going in different ways and never like and the ball was like the size like just tiny between your little it's like the size of a booger yeah. and it was a, it was foam and you had to like kick it and it never went where you wanted it to go the guys yeah. couldn't hold it. you had to like wedge it under their arm okay i'm ready for this play i'm putting his the ball on him and then they never did anything but i always wanted to make that work but it was great it's the best thing ever was it i love it i have it in the garage right now now these were popular the next few are popular. They weren't invented, or you know, this wasn't the year they premiered. Okay, this but they was were just popular a popular toy. Okay. All right, I guess we'll take because I looked up, did some extensive research, and it was definitely not when they were like first. Yeah, came out. 
Yeah. The etch a sketch was a big popular okay. thing, which big. I never ever got into that. Like That's I hard, very hard, so very hard. frustrating. Yes, very, very fr- frustrating. And you get me, carpal yeah. tunnel with the stupid thing. What if all you Twist had? What if you're trapped? What if you died? What if you survived a plane crash? Yeah, you're the only survivor. Yeah, the only things that survived was an etch a sketch and a Rubik's cube. Oh my god! And I you would on a shoot beach. myself in the head. <laughs> Is that the worst thing ever? It would. Um, Rock'em sock'em robots. Yep. And. Um, we had that. No, it never that. worked good either. The game of Battleship, which I used to enjoy that game. Yeah, that's, that's good strategy involved in that battleship. game. Battleship. Yeah, we always played uh, Strip Battleship. There was a game of Operation where you the guys got the red nose and you can't yeah. get the stuff out. No use for that game at all. No. <laughs> no, there's not one thing about that that, that <laughs> it's appeals pleasant. to me. Yeah, <laughs> <at> <laughs> all. Makes that big noise. <laughs> let's have an electric shock. So this, let's add that right along with the Rubik's Cube and the damn yeah. etch sketch and the fucking operation game. Where it's like, why would you want to be shocked? You don't get shocked. It just lights up. I, no, it, sh- it shakes. You know, it it vibrates when you hit it, too. Yeah, oh, it vibrates. It? And you're like, yeah, it's like it's shock. It like startles you. It's like oh, a start. It's just like, a startle game. Like just, perfect. Perfection. Remember perfection? Perfection. God. Oh. Damn it. I don't want to play that. It's I, so that much made me pressure. Nervous. Too much pressure, perfection. That's how I feel about Pac-Man. How you're feeling right now. That's a lot of pressure. But it's, I, that's how I, why I hate oh, Pac-Man. That, what's that? It makes me nervous. Perfection is the one where they this timer and all yes. the pieces go flying? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. If you don't finish this in this time, Put I'm taking the out. puzzle and I'm whipping it yeah. up in your face. <laughs> no. It's like... Okay, so let's see. I got an idea for a game. Okay, so it's like a puzzle. I know. Except. For the kids. It's a puzzle, and that's a shape thing, and yep. they have to do the shapes. But uh-huh. if they don't get it in a minute, oh, uh, good. Charlie's going to flip over the board, and the pieces <laughs> are going to go flying everywhere. He's going to throw them right in their eyes. And so the game will come just with this fat guy named Charlie, and he'll be sitting next to the game, and then he'll just flip the board up. No, let's, let's, no, let's get rid of Charlie. Yeah, let's, just have, like, yeah. let's still... Let's still have the effect of somebody throwing all the pieces everywhere because they're pissed off and you didn't get it done in time. Oh, I know. Uh, but, oh, yeah, we got a contraption that'll do that. That's, uh, that's just crazy. <laughs> then there was a Stupid little girl's game. rocking horse, and I had one of these. And I don't think it was only for little girls. It was this horse you could ride on, and it was on springs. Yeah. On the four corners of it were springs. Oh, yeah, like a rocking bounce, horse. Okay. Bounce up yeah. and down on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to have one of those. Yeah. Um, there was. Oh, a, you had a pony. Yeah, kind of. Oh. There was a candle sculpture making kit. Make and, make and sculpture your own candle sculptures, including wide-eyed owl, primitive tiki statue, decorative mushroom. Set includes four reusable molds, two pounds of wax, wicks, and a special melting pot. All right, that would be something at the toy store I would have been like, see, Mom and Dad, do not this. No. Never get me this. No. I don't want that. I never want that. Well, Why not is that a that. toy? Why is that even a thing? Why is it? That is a, a dangerous toy. Yeah. Melted playing with melted wax. Nobody gave a fuck in the seventies. Kids could play with that. We had a wood. I had a wood burning set. Uh, yeah, as a kid, we were kids walking kids. around. There was a fucking wood burning yeah. set. We're gonna and you. We. I don't know how we didn't burn the house down. Well, and I love that. Are you that kidding it's, me? I love that it's Go got play a, with fire. A primitive tiki statue and a decorative mushroom. That's so seventies. <sighs> yeah, that's like definitely mushrooms. <laughs> Might as well just yeah on the wallpaper and stuff. Tiki and, and tiki's. Yep, that's that's funny. And the last thing was spacewalker shoes. And they made it seem like you're walking on the moon with built-in dual springs. And it's mm. basically shoes on. on it looks springs. like cartoon character, you know, Spring springs, springs yeah. on shoes. <laughs> but, those, but it's a real thing. Yeah, you know like, those, I, I never thought that that was something that would really you know exist. That, you know that kind of worked, right? Oh, my God. That would have been so dangerous. It's another one that would have just. Nobody gave a fuck in nobody the Nobody gave a fuck You know, just like 70s, we talked about, like, back. Like children. Yeah, like. 
I, I know I have. I know I burned myself on that toys. wood burning kit so many times. And I was yes. like, three. I shouldn't have a wood burning kit. That's not or access someone? to one. That's crazy. Are you ready? Yeah, this for is your fun. That's funny. Corrections and apologies. Yeah. Well, so this is for 1970, mm-hmm. not necessarily the last episode. So. In 1970, um, we had a quick discussion about B.J. Thomas, mm-hmm. and I thought he, oh. I couldn't remember. I was like, the raindrops keep on falling yes. on my head guy. Yeah. And I was like, I know he, it was yeah, a sitcom, sitcom song, song, and you were like, no, no, what are you talking about? And I was convinced it was, um, it was you, what I think, Golden Girls, yes. but it wasn't that, because that was a remake of a, a Andrew Gold hit. But it was Growing Pains, B.J. Thomas. I can't believe that. And, yeah, it was a, it was a duet. Growing Pains with him, and he wrote it though, and he actually performed it like in bars and stuff. He would, yeah, yeah, he would, wrote, and with different women. It's so, like there's online, there's like concerts with him and special guest Jennifer Garner, and she's singing the girl part. Not Jennifer Garner, but some, somebody, uh, somebody kind of that was kind of famous. But so B.J. Thomas is a sitcom guy. I was right. Um, no, that was it. Um, All right. The only other thing I had, let's see. Oh, Andy did correct me. My brother Andy listened, and he's a music aficionado. So also in 1970, mm-hmm. I mentioned that, um, I guess I said, I don't recall saying this, but I believe I did because mm-hmm. he wouldn't have told me otherwise. Um, I apparently said that mm, Venus mm-hmm. by, uh, who sings Venus? Shocking Blue, mm-hmm. singing the original Venus. Mm-hmm. I said that that was on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Oh, okay. And it's not. Oh. And I I don't know why I would have said that or why I thought that was on there, but I surmised after talking to Andy last night, and I was like, I don't remember saying that or why I'd think that, but I blue reminds me of something, and I looked, there was a, there was a, not a shocking blue song on there, but there's a blue velvet or blue, some other band, blue in their title. Oh, so and that's what maybe, made you think of that? Maybe that's why I thought it was them. I don't know. That's I don't know weird. why I thought that song... I don't know. I don't okay. remember saying that, but yeah. I must have said it. So I'm apologizing for saying it. I was wrong, and I don't know why. What he said? Oh, wrong. Yeah, he said it must have been in your notes about the Jackson, the Michael Jackson Five song. Uh, oh. one of the, okay. Whichever one that was, which was on the soundtrack, but I don't. I looked; it wasn't in my notes at all. So I just freestyled a completely wrong thing that I don't know why I would. We never do that. What are you talking about? Impression. That never happens <laughs> yeah, on yeah, the show. That's, right. oh, wait. that's kind of the name of our show: yeah, freestyling yeah. wrong things. There's no, no problem there. Yeah, that's true. Nothing Nobody out of cares. formula there. This is just to, this is just to have fun. This you is know? a train wreck. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, we're just trying to have fun. All right. So this in the, I wish if Trainwreck was a category on podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher, yeah. we would be in the Trainwreck yes, category. Yes, we would be. So, so thank you for listening. Yeah, and man, we love sure you guys. Make sure you subscribe. Thank you Hit for the listening. subscribe button on your phone. Yeah. That's how we supposedly get more listeners. Yeah, and they say if, if you can all rate and review it. They and say that if review. you do that, yeah. that helps get in some kind of algorithm because I think we're stuck at like 21 reviews. Yeah. So I think we can't go anywhere unless everybody just reviews us not that's that we're right. going to go anywhere anyway but never know who so. cares yeah we don't need to go anywhere we're cool right. right here that's right but uh i guess i don't know that's what you're supposed to say and do so do okay. it, I guess. all right it's time whatever. to get out of here chuck berry it is time oh chuck berry's in here again yep he's in here again well maybe he should stop filming us in the back chuck berry's in here again in my toilet okay. chuck berry Oh, hello, Chuck Berry. Nice to meet you. All right. Oh, what? Oh, you have a number one song on the Billboard charts? Not right now. No, that's next year. Oh, next, ev- next, next episode year. is Little Preview. We get to talk about Chuck Berry. Yeah, we'll talk about Chuck Berry. Woo-hoo. Anyway, get out of here, Chuck Berry.
American Timelines is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more information, go to queencitypodcastnetwork.com.